Welcome everyone to the L7C Podcast Pop Culture Edition. Today we are going to be talking about the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. You know, we had to talk about it. It's such a big cultural event going on in the world. So we have the pop culture expert of the L7C, Chelsea Heppert, with us. How are you doing today? I'm slap happy, I think. I think that's the best word to describe me. How are you? Good, good. It's great to have you back. And can't wait to talk about this concert that had the whole world buzzing. It still does, and it forever will. So, one, for the people who may not be into pop culture at all, what is the Eras Tour? What is? It's a life-changing experience. Um, It is Taylor Swift's tour. It's her first one that she's gone on in years because of the pandemic. And during the pandemic, she put out several albums, and everyone's like, you're going to put out albums without doing a tour? And she's like, I've got a plan. That plan was the Eras tour. So it's a three hour long, three hours of Taylor Swift going through each album, um, just covering all the hits, all of them, all of her albums for three full hours. It's amazing. I cried. So when this tour got announced, uh, a lot of Ticketmaster, everything crashed. Mm-hmm. Everyone was trying. How hard was it for you to get your tickets? Because you went to one of the tours. Yeah, I I was the one who got tickets for my friends. So we had five tickets. So to get tickets, you had to become like a registered fan, whatever. Um, and then once you were verified as a registered fan, then you could get into the ticket queue on a specific day and at a specific time. Um. And you had to, like, select the shows that you were interested in. So mine were Detroit and the Cincinnati shows. And I got the Detroit, like, ticket lottery thing. Um, And I was in a conference that day. And there were a few other, like, coworkers in that same conference who also had their um, codes for that day. And we caused a great disturbance because none of us were paying attention and we were all talking I got my tickets within 10 minutes. Wow. It was very easy for me to get into the queue and get everything. And I knew my friend's budgets. I knew my budget. I knew a vague idea of where I wanted to be because we were, I got nosebleed tickets, but dead center. Like, I didn't care. It was dead center. Um... One of my coworkers couldn't even get tickets. And then the other one, because he was going for the Cincinnati one, it kept cycling for him and restarting. And then that's when, like, the site shut down. And he called me, like, the next day to let me know that he got tickets at 7 p.m. Mind you, when I got my tickets, it was, like, 9 in the morning. You talked about knowing your budget and your friend's budget because from people who followed the pandemonium of this tour Mm -hmm. those tickets were not cheap at all yeah and i know taylor had issues with Ticketmaster, even extra charging people for those Mm -hmm. tickets because they knew people wanted them like Mm -hmm. how did you and your friends decide like what number you guys were going to be comfortable for this event yeah um i was kind of in the mindset of i'm gonna go regardless but i would prefer to go the cheapest route because I know no matter what seat I'm in, I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. And my friends, some have varying budgets. Um, I think our max was around 200, which is a pretty decent size budget. Um, 
And that's not including the Ticketmaster like service fees after. Like mm-hmm. that is just for the ticket. Um, I got our nosebleeds for $70. We were at the top because we were at Ford Field in Detroit. Um, but I found Judd Seno tickets and that's all I cared about. Uh, so it was just a lot of communication and it was just like, I need to know if you are interested in going, what's your budget and what can I do? Like, what, where's the max? If I can't get this, would this work? Um, and then my, one of my friends, he was able to get four seats for like 300 bucks, mm-hmm. which isn't crazy for the tickets themselves. But then you run into Ticketmaster's surcharges, which are astronomical. Yes. They're obnoxious. Ticketmaster is the worst thing in the whole wide world. And it's not just for this show. It's uh, all the other shows. If you go to a baseball game for the Columbus Clippers and you don't buy it off their site, you're going to make 20 or 30 bucks for a $10 ticket. Mm-hmm. Riddle me that. There's no, it's a digital, it's a digital ticket. There is no service that you're doing. I'm going to the thing. Why? And it caused such an uproar that it made its way to our government. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing with this era's tour, people were dressing up. Mm -hmm. People who were, some people, they just want to go short, which is fine. But there's diehard fans who dressed up. So what was that about? I think, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, but I don't know. I think people are enjoying the novelty of getting dressed up for things again, no matter what it is. I mean, for Barbie and Oppenheimer, people were dressing up for that. It's actually really cute. I saw a few people in the public, in the wild, and there was a girl dressed up as Barbie, and then another guy as, like, the Oppenheimer Mm -hmm. guy. And I took a Snapchat, and I sent it to my friends, and it was great. Made me happy. Um... But yeah, we, my friend group, we dressed up. I was Reputation Taylor. Um, so each dress up was a different version different, of yeah. Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. music career. Yeah. And that's what a bulk of people were doing. But then you saw a lot of creative costumes. There were a lot of street lights. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song reference in there. And then there was Zombie Taylor. I saw a few people go as her. A few people dressed up as cats because of her cats. Mm-hmm. And truly, everyone was just there to have a good time. Like, it didn't matter what you were wearing. Like, it just mattered that you showed up. And it was honestly one of the safest crowds that I've ever been in. There was a million and one people, but I did not feel unsafe at all the whole time. When you when the day came for you guys to finally go to the concert, as soon as you walked in and mm-hmm. the music started from when it started to when it ended, what was that experience like? And was it worth going? Yeah. So we drove from Columbus to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it was about a three-hour drive, which isn't bad. The road trip was fun. We got to the hotel, got ready. We took an Uber to the stadium because we were debating on whether or not we should drive. And so the Uber situation there was super, super easy. The city made it very clear for Ubers, like, this is where your drop-off point is to get into the That's area, nice. which is really nice. It was smart. It was honestly some of the best traffic control that I've seen in terms of big events like that. So getting dropped off was easy. Going into the arena was really easy as well. I think we maybe waited 10 minutes. The real lines were at the merch areas. 
which we did not wait in. It wasn't worth it. Um, so yeah, getting in was super quick. We all had our clear bags. We all had the tickets. We got upstairs, got drinks, got to our seats with plenty of time. So from that standpoint, it was really, really nice. And then by the time Taylor got on, everyone was just super high energy and I got like full body chills and I started crying. Have you seen like the um, intro to it? I've seen the intro to it. I've seen like a lot of people's reactions, like crying during the Mm -hmm. concert and whatnot, which. Yeah. They love it. I mean, if that's something you love, then mm-hmm. let it all out. But it's also one of those things, too, where it's like, in the intro, where it's like, it's been a long time coming. Like, I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. Um, but you can envision Taylor Swift singing that, mm-hmm. or you can look it up. And it's it's so true. And then you just hear each of the eras being sung, and, like, the images are beautiful, and you know something big is coming, and it's something that you've looked forward to. And then that moment finally hits, and it's just, it's so cool. What was your favorite song sung there? Ooh. My, can I give you, like, a top five? To your podcast, do what you want. It's probably great, thanks. Thanks for giving me that liberty. Ah. Marjorie. Because okay. it's beautiful. It made me cry. I think I was standing there stopping the whole time. Uh, it's a song about death and it's stunning and it's about her grandma and then you hear her grandma singing and it's it's really good. Uh, My Tears Ricochet was also really good. Okay. Um, Everything off of Reputation. I'm a reputation girly till I die. So that whole era for me was significant. For people who don't know, what would be the biggest known song off of Reputation? People do know. Not everyone listens to Taylor Swift. Then they need to. That's a fact. What would be the biggest song? Literally all of them. Well, there's one song that made more money than all the other songs. So which song would you think would be like her biggest normal person hit? Well, the first single off of that was Look What You Made Me Do. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't like it until the music video, and now I'm kind of obsessed. That's what a lot of people said. And I like saying, Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. Mm-hmm. But I like doing that with myself because I'm vain. But that's okay. So, yeah, that was the, the number one single. Ready for it was another one. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular song. That is a very popular one. Delicate, as Courtney and I were just singing to you. Yeah, Delicate's a good song. Literally everything. So, do you have two more? Because you said the whole Reputation album. Yeah. So then what would be your other two? The other two, Miss Americana, which is what she opens up with. Okay. Because when the Lover album came out, her hits were me. I didn't like that. Archer, which was underrated at the time, and I know my ways now. But Miss Americana, it did something. It's like if you were to watch a cheesy, horrible high school romance movie, but it was dark and twisty, that would be it. It's so good. Was the, did she have one, did she have opening acts? Um, yes. So we saw a girl in red. Okay. That was our opening act. And I know a few of like a girl in red songs and they were good. Um, but. 
there were better opening acts like without throughout the tour. Paramore was an I opening saw, act. I Katie Bridgers, a few other people, but yeah. So then, when since the opening acts were different, but when she came on, did she sing the songs in the same order every location, or did she mix it up? How, do you know? Um. Yeah. So it, the songs are in the same order, but you get two surprise songs. Oh. During her acoustic sets, so it's different for each city. So there's a lot of people tracking what she's sung versus like what she hasn't sung. So ours were like all you had to do is stay. Uh, that was the one that I cared about. And then she sung one off of her older songs. And I think I've forgotten the name because I was so overwhelmed. And it wasn't a song that I was super, super excited about. Because um, have you seen the trend where it's like if Taylor Swift sings Fearless, I'm going to shave my eyebrows. Or if she sings this, I'm going to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much a thing now that people do. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's just kind of a fun guessing game. So those are the two surprise songs, but everything else is in order. So currently right now, um, for industry publication, Polestar, Taylor Swift's Aerostore could gross around $1.3 billion. It could, which is still, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What, so with Taylor Swift, I mean, like a lot of people, if they do know, don't know, she didn't like, she had like the country mm-hmm. phase of like Taylor and then other people would say she went from that country phase to fair or unfair. But then most people knew her then for making songs about ex-boyfriends. Some people, that's, that's what the common people know, knew her for. But now she's not known as that anymore at all. And now she's like this worldwide phenomenon. And you, you've listened to like. You mean she's the music industry? I don't. I, I can't say she's the music industry. She's the music industry. I can't say that. There's there's people torn right now. If you, making, if you Google who is the music industry, she'll pop up. That's she's the hottest thing right now. Mm-hmm. I I I can't say she's the whole music industry. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful to a lot of other people in the music industry. Just saying. Anyway, there's a lot <laughs> of other people who would have a lot to say about that because I would. Because even from that, I just feel like she has a good mix of all the things. Because she is not the best singer in the world. No. She is not the best dancer in the world. But she's got that stage presence. Yeah, she has the stage. But pure dancing? Absolutely not. But she has, like you said, the stage presence, charisma. She's talented. Kind. Kind. I don't know how this fandom, the Swifties, came to be. But... She also has what all top people have, a toxic fan base. So Yeah. The I fan mean, base makes questionable decisions. You just said one person was the whole industry of music. So if everyone else in music died, everyone else would be okay. I mean, I would be a little sad, but my top Spotify artist is typically Taylor Swift. You know, other people would um But if Rihanna goes, I go. You just said that Taylor <laughs> Swift is more important right now than Rihanna. I mean, she is because she's putting out music. Where's Rihanna at? That's your, that's your person. Rihanna, I love you. Not that you would ever hear this, but just know that I do. I'm saying the way you went for Taylor is like when you said that it's the same way as all the other. I know music fan bases, <laughs> the Barb's for Nikki, the Beehive for Beyonce. I mean, there's some other people who would say the biggest. 
like one of the biggest stars in the world is the is the kid from Canada, Aubrey Graham, aka Drake. Have you seen his inter- interview with Bobby? Well, since we're like, oh, that could be going to quick hits. One, I don't like that girl. Like, <laughs> she, I don't, I don't like her for the fact. Like, it's just one of those nepotism type things because. There are people in the podcast game, I'm not saying like us, but there's other people who've been like working so hard to like mm-hmm. get to that point. And then she just randomly, like her second interview, gets and, Drake. And Drake does not do interviews with anyone. Correct. But you want to talk about something like, I know it's like her wrestling terms, her like character gimmick. But when like Drake had a picture of like Little Wayne on his phone and she's like, who's that? And he's like, Little Wayne. She's like, who's that? And he's like, all right, we're not, we're not gonna, mm-hmm. she is, she's something, man. It's just, I don't know how she's just three episodes taking the world by storm, but yeah. And they were just cozy in the bed. Like, I like the vibes. I liked the interview, but I am mildly jealous that she was, but she also built up her platform on TikTok. He called her a horrible mother. Yeah, he so. did. It was kind of funny. Well, I mean, that, that is bad if you <laughs> but I, that was like, but well, like pot calling. Yeah, I was just like, oh, man, but she is something. But again, like, I do think Taylor, I, I'm i not going to say the industry, but I do think she's one of the top five objectively in the world. Especially right of our generation. Yeah. Like, we're going to be those old people sitting there in the home still singing Taylor Swift. Yeah, because I would say, like, five biggest music people. I would say Taylor. I would say Drake, because anytime Drake comes out with it's anything immediately now, ahead. It's immediately ahead. I mean, if your girl was, I mean, I would have said Rihanna. But no. Like, I don't, I don't even count Beyonce in anything now because she's just lasted five billion years. And Beyonce she, can do what she wants. Yeah, she can do what she wants. I'm trying to think of people actually have to still, like, make music. But it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's So now that the era tour, era's tour is still going, but it'll come to an end, who, you can't say Rihanna, who needs to go on their own version? Of the Eras tour, like what artist would you want to be like? I'm coming with my version. I don't think anyone pop could. Okay. Just because then it, it's too close. The theme has already been done. It's like when movies are the mm-hmm. same over and over again. Like Barbie just came out, and apparently there's going to be a Polly Pocket movie. Well, when money—that's the thing. When you know, money flows. Everyone wants to copy. Yeah, and like. Don't get me wrong. I love Barbie and I love Polly Pocket, but do I want to see Polly Pocket immediately after? No. So I think it would have to be someone of a different genre. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it would have to be completely different. Um, If Lil Wayne, for example, he's been around since the 90s. Mm-hmm. If he did something like that, that would be really cool. And I think a lot of people would go yeah. immediately. Or Eminem. That's another Omega star. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are some big. Those are some big hitters. But I think if they did it like that, I think people would come out. So then, but if you had a choice of, besides Rihanna, who could go on tour? Like, who would you want to go on tour, like, right now? And do, like, what Taylor just did? No, just any. Or just in general? (laughs) Just in general. Oh. 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 I would want... To go see Dua Lipa again. Okay. Whenever she releases new music. I have heard Nostalgia Tour was better than Ariana's tour. You know, that's funny that she actually brought her name. She's actually one of my quick hitter 
things. Is she? Yeah, because, look, for anyone... Go on. For anyone who doesn't know, I am a big Ariana Grande fan. I have... I've been a fan of her before I actually knew her real name was Ariana Grande when she was Cat Valentine on Victorious. I personally think she has the best singing voice in the world right now, but that does not omit her from the treachery that she has done recently. It's um, fake. You think so? I know so. Well, the divorce is real. That's real. Yeah, but I don't think she started dating that guy immediately. I don't know. The, Her co-star? The wife The wife came out today and addressed it. And now it's like, does music become life? Because remember, she had the song break up. up with you. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm bored. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, all right, we this this is, we we got to figure something out. If it's true, if it's not, but. I don't see her doing that. One, people already have too much to say about her, just in general. Like, no matter what she does, because she was engaged to Pete, that didn't work. People were upset about the fact that she was engaged to Pete while Mac died. Oh, yeah, they blame him for Yeah. Blame her for his death. Which is beyond ridiculous. You cannot be blamed for someone's death unless you were the one who literally murdered them. That wasn't true. And then, with everything else, like, I don't think... I don't think she'd be that silly. People have done less, man. I don't know. There's got to be more to the story if if there even is a story. Yeah, there even more. That wife is distraught. She started detailing dates. When, when a wife's detailing dates, man. Here's the thing. Not saying that he may not have been out here cheating, but if big media is coming at your door saying that your husband cheated with someone like Ariana Grande, I would immediately be like, yeah, my husband cheated. You're so right. Um, but it might not be true. So this is what the wife said. And you as a woman, I think would understand this more than me. She said, Ariana is not a girl's girl. Ooh. My family is just collateral damage. And saying that she was hanging out with this couple, congratulating them on milestones, couple liking their pictures. And now people are like, can you trust any man around Ariana Grande? But the girl's girl mm -hmm. line is what made me think I was like, I don't think women just throw that out there. They if there's don't, not, They if, don't. If there's not any merit. Because there's nothing worse than a girl who isn't a girl's girl. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Oh, and that's not saying that you have to be friends with a lot of girls. Like, I have a friend who says that she's not a girl's girl. But I'm like, yeah, you are. You're literally a girl's girl. So stop it. Oh, it's oh, it's some mucky waters over there. Yeah. I'm nervous because I'm like, oh, this is going to push some music The throw back. that is staking a lot, I think. Yes. Like, I wouldn't just go out and say someone's not a girl's girl. Like, you have to have facts behind that. Mm -hmm. Because then your reputation is up for it. Like, I think you're not a girl's girl. Yeah. It's a dangerous game. Dangerous, that's why. I'm hoping, but there's a lot of smoke in this fire. There is a mm -hmm. lot of smoke. So, she was one. The other one was Kylie Jenner. To go back to one of your old podcasts about Bonnie dysmorphia, because mm -hmm. this timeline is terrible. Three days ago, she said she has never gotten plastic surgery. Literally three days ago. Today, comes out and says she wants to be the best mom to her daughter as possible because she wants to make sure when her daughter grows up, she doesn't need plastic surgery. Like I like felt like I needed to do it. But you just said three days ago you never had it. Yeah. Well, if she says that she felt like it, 
there's that loophole of like you can feel like you needed it but never get it done but she definitely has gotten things done however there's also the like is botox considered plastic surgery or is it just a procedure you know like it's just an injectable it's not a knife but like fillers but if you do it multiple times what is it is it still just a maintenance routine well, maintenance routine. <laughs> Brushing your teeth is a maintenance routine. Like Botox. But for some people, Botox is, or no, getting your lashes. When you have money. Yeah. And homegirls got money. But not all of her fans have money. And it's back to yeah. your thing. Like, if you're telling, like, because there are some gullible fans who are like, oh, Kylie Jenner just magically went through like a glow up thing, which is possible. But then she says she doesn't want her kid to get plastic surgery because she did. Like, mm-hmm. as like a normal working fan of Kylie, you're just like, what the hell right and i don't i think there's a difference between going too far and changing yourself to fit beauty's standards Mm -hmm. i think kylie was definitely too young to get lip filler because she was not even 18 i think when that started going down Mm -hmm. started going down that sounded bad um when she started getting it but I think if she would have gotten it as an adult, like in her 20s, I think people would have had less to say about it than when they did because she was so young. I think that was the shock factor. So now that she did that when she was young, people are always going to talk about what she does, no matter what it is or how she looks like, is always going to come down to the fact that she's been changing herself since then. You, and, like does that make sense it makes sense especially if you watch like keeping up with the kardashians at the beginning mm-hmm. where like she looked like normal high school right girl and then you come to like season two and three and then you see 17 year old kyle and you're like there is no way mm-hmm. that is the same person as that like and then you think about like the pressures of tv but then yeah all the other 17 is like hey if kylie jenner looks like that i need to look like that so mm-hmm. and it also the beauty industry's standards change because mm-hmm. Kylie built her brand on that old, like 2015, 2016 style of makeup where it's the heavy brow, it's the heavy eyeshadow, it's matte lipstick. Like mm-hmm. that is, that was the thing. And now it's very much different. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it changes. So hopefully as like her kids start growing up, it's a different world because of that. I 100% agree. And then also the nicest person probably in the industry that everyone always has beef with. Selena Gomez, her 31 over the... Yeah, Taylor's bestie. Taylor's bestie, but everyone else hates her. Still waiting for that sit down where they all sit down and hash that out. If that ever happens. I don't think it will. It's just, you know, her, Haley, Jenner's. I also saw them... Kylie with Timothy Chalamet. That too. But um, <laughs> her former best friend. <gasps> Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods. But this randomly there. But I'm like, so you going to, is your family going to publicly apologize? Like no, after but- you guys publicly eviscerated her when she was caught with Tristan, we're not going to do a public apology yet? Like still has not happened. No, I don't think they will. Sad. It's, I don't think they will. Because they're going to blame the girl and not the guy who is in the relationship. Because that's how our society works. Well, Tristan's already, I mean. And Tristan's out here sleeping with everyone. Which McCall, let him, let her, him and the brother move back in. 
dumb. I saw that today. Dumb. Chloe, Chloe, yeah. So. I just. If true love finds a way, cool, great, grand. I just. I don't know. I don't think I could do that to myself. Even if it was for the sake of my kids, I'd be like, nah, I love myself more. No, I mean, mm-hmm. she's the one who decided to have the second kid with yeah, with him after all of their, of their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know who also gets shamed a lot for their boyfriends? Taylor. Swift? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's... Always. That's a meme of memes. That's so dumb. Netflix made a joke after they literally had Miss Americana. I don't know what to tell you, man. Netflix felt like it was the right move. Netflix is dumb, but Taylor tweeted at them and righted all the wrongs in the world. I Yeah. I mm-hmm. think with... It's hard with public figures and all that, but I also think for normal people, once you put your stuff out there, who you're dating, and then if it breaks up or whatever, I mean... Everyone knows. Everyone knows, and everyone does have a right to a, an opinion. An opinion. It's just the way it is. The moment your Facebook profile changes. Oh, it's over. It's, it's over. I mean, it's Netflix. I mean, sure, they shouldn't have done it on their platform, but come on. You didn't think, like, Netflix employees were in their group text, like, damn, Taylor broke up with another one. Mm-hmm. Or Taylor is with that. It's a who's who. I mean, it's just the... Nature of it, and that happens for. I feel like that happens worse for normal people than us. Like if you have, like if you change your profile picture, then change back, you're gonna have your friends out of the woodworks be like, "Hey, Hey. are you okay?" Like all at least Taylor and them, they've weeded out Mm -hmm. most of those type of people through years of like people trying to ask them for money and all that. It's just like the general people who care, but I can't even being like imagine being famous. And having news and wanting to tell my friends, but then being afraid that my friends would tell the paparazzi. That's why you got to know who you're, that's, that's why you got to know who the people in your circle are. Yeah. Because someone, I mean, for a payday, they'll be like, and it's always weird. Someone in Taylor Swift's camp, who was the person? Who's, who's the person in the camp? That means one of the friends got to go because Mm -hmm. you're leaking for a similar actual thing. Opposite side of a really good camp. Jamie Foxx is like camp, like whoever leaked the stuff about him being sick and whatnot. Oh yeah, that person's out. He's, yeah, he or she, they're out. Done. But but then you have the camps where like Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. No one knew what was going on with him except his inner circle, and mm-hmm. not one of them said anything to the media mm-hmm. until obviously when he passed away so those are real friends i know and that's what everyone has to deal with because you get a little thing of success like just a little bit of taste and yeah, then everyone's but it's also like the same with normal people oh, oh it's absolutely. The, i know something you don't know absolutely and Even i know they're dating loki and they're like oh yeah. we're hey, i'm breaking up with loki then someone's gonna go to tmz like taylor swift just broke up no they won't even say tom hiddleston like taylor swift broke up with loki mm-hmm page like, yeah. in an hour but how did they meet at the met gala at the, yep. who was she dating calvin harris yep and then they just keep they keep going mm-hmm. so and go. then they bring up year after year and they're like that taylor girl no morals which is not true she's got plenty of morals i want to talk about people like leaking that stuff you gotta make sure your friends won't leak your number to the press yeah like the Can simple you imagine thing how many cell phones like people have yeah yeah 
I, I can think you barely have, keep track of one. I think they would have one for like their main one, like mm-hmm. their mom, dad, all of that. Yeah. Then like their business type one, and then maybe mm-hmm. like another different one. Mm-hmm. It's like having all those people have your one main number. Too much. Because if you piss someone off in your group, they might leak your number out to the, and then you're getting bombarded. Bombarded. So. That's, ah. that's a moral of the story, people. Make sure you know who is in your immediate inner circle and you can trust them because the moment something goes right, they might sell you out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you, brought, man, you brought Timothy. No, we went on a whole thing with like the friends. and Yeah, I hit all of your hard hitters before you could hit them at me. <laughs> well, the biggest one was Ariana and like the... The first, cheating. And the, yeah, and the Jenner situation. And now I'm trying to... Oh, no. Britney. So your girl Britney Spears, obviously, with and the news of the incident in Vegas with mm-hmm. uh, the number one overall draft pick and how, like, it was, that's just a random, it's just random. It's, like, how can you, like, Britney Spears just there, the number one NBA draft pick's there, like, and out of all the people, the security guard, like, pushes away and hits, it's Britney, Britney freaking Spears. Spears. But is it Britney Spears or is it a fake? Oh, my, stop. It doesn't sound like all the conspiracy teams like think she was like possessed and replaced. Yeah. Her book hasn't come out yet, has it? No, not that I've seen. Oh, I saw but Jamie Lynn and the Zoe 101 reboot is coming out soon. Everyone should boycott it. I mean, she had her book about her family. That we, That's a because long time ago. Jamie's a sellout. Well, they I told you they were all going to make their own book. To get the money. And now Brittany's like, you guys are going to be writing about me. It's time for me to write about me. Let's talk about Taylor Swift again. I'm getting riled up. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Like, she is maybe the most targeted pop star in history. Which is ridiculous. Since she was nine. And she's almost like, what, 44? Like yeah. That. Yeah, she's an adult. Yeah, so she's been targeted by the media since she was nine. That's why I always said... If anyone started like Taylor Swift, like she, I mean, like uh, Britney Spears, they wouldn't survive. Uh-uh. You got and Taylor it. started young too. She did. She but, started because of like a MySpace. Yeah, but her family's rich though. Yeah. So they were able to. And like, she was an Abercrombie model. Yeah. Like Britney's like heart of Louisiana, mm-hmm. trying to make a living, having your nine year old talking to forty four whoever the hell it was on. Asking if she had a boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm just saying it was rough. But anything else that you want to talk about in the pop culture world? Just how much I love Taylor and how she's amazing. What's your favorite album? I don't really have a favorite Taylor Swift album. How do you not have a favorite Taylor Swift album? Because I've only like listened to like songs. Okay, what's your favorite song? Bad thing is, I don't have a favorite song. I have a favorite beat, which is weird, but I have a favorite Taylor Swift beat. Okay. Um, I My favorite Taylor Swift beat to any of her songs was Blank Space. I actually really like that beat. That, that one's a good one. But, no, I'm not really, like... A I'm Taylor not, Swift. I'm not a Swifty as you or the other Chelsea, Chelsea Myers. Like, I'm not a Swifty by any means. I respect the music, and I listen to it, but I'm not a, I'm not a Swifty. You don't just, like... Listen to an album a day to get you through. Or like when the fall comes and you don't want you don't just like put on folklore or evermore and just like spin around in your kitchen. No, nah, not oh. for me. 
Okay. I don't. I've only think I've listened to like one Taylor Swift full album from start to finish in my life, and that was on a car ride. Which one was it? Not the one that just came out. The one that came out before, like two albums ago. Of like Taylor's version or of new music? Taylor's version. So not speak now. No. But I've listened. I've listened to. Like, I mean, just not a, not a Swifty. I couldn't go crazy for like her tickets. I was just like, oh, I hope everyone who enjoys who has, her has fun. Has yeah, a fun that's time. All. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, she's not. She's not someone who I just listen to on my Apple Music. I literally have a painting of her in my bedroom. I don't have a painting of any musician. And a Britney Spears one. You. I can't. Can't relate. Cannot relate. I'm just saying, I didn't get hit with the Swifty. But then again, I mean, when someone says Swifty, they obviously have like that uh, stereotype of what a Swifty looks like. Yeah, which is dumb. (laughs) Swifties can be anyone. Oh, well, if you look at the statistical demographics, it does. Yeah. I mean, it does. There's a, there's a duo on TikTok. There's these two guys. I don't remember their names, but they're doing, uh, we're going to see if we can become Swifties, like, video <laughs> series where they just, like, listen to her lyrics and talk about it. Because I want to say they're aspiring artists. Mm-hmm. And it's really wholesome to watch because they get into it and they dissect the lyrics and they're sitting there like, What? He did this, and then it's it's really cute. I'll send you a few. Uh, did you want to talk about the state of Florida? Hot Mess Express. About the cesspool. The last last TikTok that you sent, you were, you always get upset when you send TikToks. You need to send happier ones. You only send like serious ones. Well, the happier ones, I'm afraid that like you wouldn't get it or think it's funny. Probably wouldn't, but at least at least I know it would make you happy. Probably. But I'll the, send you a happy one next time. But the latest one, you were you weren't happy about the things that were being taught. Which <laughs> no. is so stupid what they're trying to do. I don't even want to like Florida can fall off the face of the earth now. Unfortunately, they're a big part of mm. elections and yep. where that's where people go to retire. And... That's not fair. They get all the good weather. They get mm-hmm. beautiful palm trees. Mm-hmm. But then for the most part, what they're doing in that state is just wrong. Like, it's not, I don't necessarily care what you believe in if you want to keep it to yourself. But when you have an issue about other people with just basic human rights, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous to me. Like, you can think that the sky is purple. I'd think you're a little bit weird. But I wouldn't, like, you know, decide that you should never, ever have a right to your own body again. But hey, that's just me. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. No arguments there. That place is it's a whole different part of the United States. Have you seen the articles about people saying that they're fleeing the state? Yeah, but they're. Gonna... And then you have to sit back and you're just like, "Well, that's dramatic. You're fleeing a state." And then you're like, "No, that's not dramatic at all. I would absolutely move." But Ohio's not much better. Not much, but I will give a um story. You do not know this person, but all of the. But you know his wife. All the basketball people know this person. Heat legend, Dwayne Wade, married to Gabrielle Union. Oh, I know her. (laughs) But he um, won three championships with Miami. And he cannot, he even said he can't live in the state that he helped win championships 
because mm-hmm. of his daughter. And like his daughter was I transitioned. Mm-hmm. He can't even live in that he had to move. And it's because of his daughter's like safety. So like that's just embarrassing as a mm-hmm. state. Uh, I would be embarrassed if I was one of their political leaders. One of your top sports people ever. And he's like, I can't live here because Because you have an issue against someone else's own decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's that's the part that boggles my mind is we should care about each other as people and not about what we look like or what our bodies are. Like that's that's what blows my mind. Agreed. And who people choose to love that also infuriates me so what do you want to talk about next time on chelsea's next podcast we're going to give a preview got any ideas barbie let's talk about barbie the movie yeah because it's also going to be sad but good and happy okay and wholesome but sad because all the dads are ruining everyone's fun so they're like i didn't understand the point of this movie and it's like, yeah, because you're obviously a red flag, divorced immediately. What if they weren't divorced? Well, <laughs> divorced again. But I have seen some of the Barbie stuff saying how guys shouldn't uh, see that movie. Um, a notable male in the world who has a big following, Ben Shapiro, who said he went to the Barbie movie and Said it was absolutely garbage, so he went home and burnt all his kids' Barbies. Yeah, that's a bit dramatic. But then again, we have grown men trashing Bud Light because of a sponsorship deal. But hey, it's just America. That's how the world works. People so are tired. To, they're entitled to their opinions, <laughs> and you may not agree or disagree. And then, but sometimes I can't imagine being so butthurt that I go home and I destroy my kids' Barbies. Like, that's a lot of effort. Not, yeah, not even just break, burn them, leave the trash in front. And then you got to think about, like, how traumatizing is it for your kid to see that or know that? And then in 10 years, he's going to gaslight them and be like, oh, I never did that. Well, I don't think he did. I, I don't, actually don't think he burnt his kid's stuff. I think he just bought them and then and then it is a stunt. But still, it's going to happen that way. World's crazy. So, all right, Barbie's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that. By the time we talk, spoilers should be way lifted. Oh, for sure, because um, we haven't even seen it yet. It's been out a week. <laughs> and uh, pumpkin that, spice lattes are coming back. That is a very see. That's a Swifty characteristic. Basic AF. I like being basic. Being basic makes me happy. Whatever makes you happy. Uh, do you ever want to? Because you share this stuff. You were talking about like the red flags and all that stuff for people to actually know what that means. Mm-hmm. We could do that. We should do another, um, not dating, but like dating one. You know what I mean? Like with the people saying the flags and like yeah. toxic masculinity or toxic yeah. femininity and all that. Navigating that. Yeah. All right. I think that one would be fun again. Well, what else should we do? Let's get the group back together. This fall is weird. Only Murders comes back soon. We could do a podcast on that and our girl Selena. Wow. Only Murders. Um, You still got to do part two with Andrea about the astrology. Yeah, we do. We do. This just came up in work. We were talking about our signs. Um, and then started, I started talking about our Hogwarts houses. And I educated a few people, including my director. She's confused, concerned. Overall, 
I think she enjoyed it. Chelsea, any last things before we end? Everyone should be Swifties. Just treat each other with kindness. That's what the tour was about. And embrace your inner basic. I was just going to say, all right, and that's it. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Um, to go off Chelsea's things, obviously, you don't have to be a Swifty if you don't want to. It is your choice. I but do you should. That would be a bit... Okay. <laughs> you don't want to force someone to be something, because then you, you just went on a whole little rant about... I did. You're so right. But if you enjoy the music, enjoy it. Obviously, the Aeros Tour has been a cultural phenomenon. Uh, Taylor Swift bringing actually a whole bunch of money to all the cities that she has gone to with people spending their money at bars and hotels and all of that stuff. Don't know if we'll see a tour like this ever again in times of fanfare and all that. I I obviously wasn't alive for this, but from my parents' stories and all of that and seeing the pictures, probably if for the old, old people who didn't go... Like, this is our Woodstock. Woodstock or Michael Jackson. I've never seen a picture like the Michael Jackson when he was just in his hotel. Yeah. I, there, that will never happen. But this is this is ours. This is our generation's one. And then next generation, there is some 12, 14, 15-year-old right now in a booth singing that they're going to be the next megastar. And then we'll be the old people like, oh... Back in my day, we had the Taylor Swift Eras for, and let me tell you about the ticket sales. I'm so excited for that time. But with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C Podcast, signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.